James 1 verse 5. James 1 verse 5. James says, If any of you like wisdom, let him ask of God, but give it to all men liberally, and unbraideth not, and it shall be given to him. And we've seen in the first part of this uh, that wisdom is defined by the dictionary as the ability to discern or judge what is true and right or lasting. It is the quality of having experience, knowledge, and good judgment, the quality of being wise, the ability to discern inner qualities and relationships, insight, good sense, and judgment. Amen. And this is what it's all about. We've got to have wisdom. The Bible tells us in in 1 Corinthians 1.24 that Jesus Christ is the power of God, and he is the wisdom of God. Amen. Throughout the whole book of Proverbs, and you hear me say this over and over again, Proverbs is a book of wisdom. Amen. And so the Bible tells us to get wisdom. And with all I get in, to get an understanding. Amen. We are to get wisdom. We need to have wisdom in this last days. Amen. If we don't have wisdom, we're going to make a whole lot of bad decisions and wrong choices. Amen. If ever there have been a time to get wisdom, it is now. The Bible, back in Judges, it says there was a day that man did everything in his own eyes. <laughs> you know, and we're at that point again, seems like, that everybody's doing what is right in their own eyes. But we need to have wisdom. As God's children, we need to make, be able to make right choices and right decisions in our lives. This is a death and life situation that we're on. This is eternal destination. We're going to spend eternity somewhere. Amen. Either heaven or hell. So have you considered it lately? <laughs> we need to make sure that we consider. No man knows the minute or the hour when Jesus is coming again. So we have to have wisdom to make right choices. Now last week we was talking about uh, the importance of studying the word of God uh, to grow wisdom. Uh, James, uh, Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 2.15, he says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You've got to get in the word of God. If there's ever been a time to read, to study, it is now. Uh, one of the things you find is in technology is very good, don't get me wrong, but a lot of times you can be distracted. When you're trying to study with technology sometimes, and you can miss the meaning. Whereas sometimes if you get along with your Bible, you establish yourself a time concept that you're going to study, say, maybe a half an hour. You get in a quiet place, you turn your cell phones off, you turn your eye devices off, and you just read the Word of God. You pray, and you allow God to speak to you and show you things that are hidden in His Word. As the psalmist says in Psalms 119, verse 18, Open thou mine eyes, that I may behold the wonders out of thy law. In other words, God, show me. Amen. We just sung that song. Show me thy way. Lord, teach me thy path. We need to know the way to go, especially in these last days, because the Bible tells us in Proverbs, there's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. We, you know, we need to make sure we have wisdom, because there's many paths that we can find ourselves on that we need to make sure. Last week we saw that, as James says, we ask God and he will give us wisdom. Because wisdom gives us life. It will deliver us from the evil and wrong. It will make us wise in our hearts. And you can go back and read these. I'm just touching a little bit of them here. Amen. So, but we definitely need wisdom. So tonight we want to part the number three, go to point number three, how we gain and grow in wisdom is we have to learn how to listen. We have to learn how to listen. James again in, in chapter one, verse 19. James 1.19, again, hopefully you're highlighting this in your Bible, because guess what? You'll see it again. <laughs> Amen. And, and what you're going to find a lot of times is as you're studying and reading the Word of God, it might speak over here. As the Bible says, precept among precepts, line upon line, here little, there little. Amen. It says, wherefore, my beloved brethren... Let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, 
and slow to rap. Amen. Slow to speak, quick to hear, and slow to rap or slow to anger. You know, a lot of people get angry because they don't hear what was said. You know, they're always saying, I know you think you understood what I said, but I'm not for sure you understood what I meant. Say, that's why if you are not careful, you know, you can just get to talking and everything and you miss what somebody is trying to say. The problem in life today is most people listen to answer. They don't listen to hear. They listen to answer. Somebody started talking to them and the first thing that goes to their mind is, I need to get an answer to come back. You know, sometimes you just need to be quiet and listen. You know, and you stand and you be able to repeat back what somebody is saying. Because a lot of times people are imparting good wisdom and good knowledge about things and you can learn a whole lot that will help you in life. And as life progresses, you learn things. You know, you, they always say you don't get old being no fool. <laughs> you know, so, so you have to learn how to be quiet sometimes. Be slow to speak. You know, don't be like an old refrigerator can't keep nothing. You know, you got to be able to take things in and, and, and hold on to it and, and study it out sometimes and find out what was actually said so that it will help you to grow. So James says, let every man be swift to hear and slow to speak and slow to anger. Don't get mad, you know. The best way not to get mad is to walk away. You know, and you know, you only find that, you know, I don't find too many times in the scriptures where Jesus was mad. I know he turned the money changers over in the house once, but other than that, you know, you don't see a lot of anger in him. And we have his spirit. So therefore, we shouldn't be Soon angered. The Bible says that anger rests in the bosom of what? Fools. And a fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Say, so therefore, if you're one of those that get angry real easy, you may want to check your spirit. You may want to go back to the altar. If you're one that yell and scream and holler and curse and all that, you might want to... Examine yourself, as Paul says, to see if you're in the Spirit. Because that's not of God. Because the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ's, the Bible says, has crucified the flesh with disaffections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let's also walk in the Spirit. Let's not be desirous, desirous rather, of vainglory. See? So the Spirit of Christ should be being revealed in me because God is in me. And if God is a God of wisdom and power, then I should have His wisdom and power operating through me to help me make right choices and right decisions and when to zip this thing. See, I don't need to give an answer every time. You know, the Bible even tells me don't even answer a fool in his foolishness lest I become like him. See, so I have to learn how to, to listen and not get upset because a lot of times we get upset because we don't listen. We think what we heard. And it might not have been what the person said, so we get upset. Say, whereas if I listened, then I might wouldn't have gotten upset. Amen. And see, the Holy Ghost comes with temperance. So I have to have self-control. I have to be able to control me. Say, the Spirit will quicken me. To cause me to make right choices and make right decisions and to say, hey, consider this. Consider the end state 
about these things. Proverbs 17.28. Proverbs 17.28. Right in the middle of the book. Even a fool, when he holds his peace, is counted wise, and he that shutteth his lips is esteemed a man of understanding. Notice, even a fool is counted wise <laughs> when he holds his peace. And if you shut your mouth, you be esteemed a man of understanding. Don't tell everything you know. Don't just keep running off at the mouth. Let every man be swift to hear. Sometimes just enjoy the conversation. <laughs> Don't feel like you've got to put any input into it. You know, sometimes people may ask you, what do you think? You know, but a lot of times it's good to be able to just sit and listen what is being said. Amen. See, so you want to be able to control yourself. Amen. Do you know why people hate confrontation? Why do you think people hate confrontation? I hear it all the time. People, I hate confrontation. I love confrontation. It's healthy for the organization. It's healthy for your life. Why do you think people hate confrontation there, Sister Michaela? <laughs> it's uncomfortable. And sometimes it is, you know. But a lot of times people hate confrontation because they don't listen. Yeah. Yeah. See, if you, if you learn to listen, you can deal with confrontation. See? But usually what transpires in confrontation is... Somebody says something, and you are looking for that response. Say, you, 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 they come after you usually with a voice or a demeanor that says, I'm angry at you for that. And so usually their voice is a little louder. And so what do you do? You want to reciprocate in kind. And so and as a result, that's why most people don't like confrontation because they see it going into an argument. They see it going into, you know, disunity. Okay? Whether a lot of times you can begin to, if you listen to what is actually being said and what is actually taking place, you will be able to, you know, hear what is saying and then be able to give an answer in peace. Say and as a result of that, you can calm the situation probably 90% of the time. And you can walk away by asking, I'm saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I've offended you. I'm sorry if what I said was offensive or what I did was offensive. See, that's, that's the way you want to learn how to do it. Because why? We want to have forgiveness. If I'm, if I'm the cause of the problem, then I want to take responsibility for the problem. Even though I might not be the cause, I'm willing to take the responsibility. Because Jesus always put the onus and responsibility on the person to think they're right. You know? And so therefore we have to learn how to listen so that we can answer based on what is being said. Because if I come back after you and you're trying to talk to me and I'm trying to talk to you and we get into a, a total disagreement and we're back and forth and back and forth, guess what? Ain't neither one of us hearing what the other person is saying. See, because your mind is made up, my mind is made up. I'm saying you're wrong, you're saying I'm wrong. And so guess what? Ain't either one of us listening. And a lot of times it might turn into fisticuffs, you know. Which neither one of us win in that. Okay? But if, 
if I am with the Spirit and I am willing to listen to what is being said, then I can usually give an answer in love. I can bring an answer in truth and let God sort out the pieces. But I'm willing to say, hey, I'm sorry if I offended you. I'm sorry what I said, you know, may have caused you to be angry. Say, I have to have Christ in me because why? He's the Prince of Peace. Say, and so I have to learn how to listen so I can deal with confrontation. Say, and, and as a result, hopefully it will work out. Amen. The psalmist says in Psalms 49, verse 3, that his mouth, Psalms 49, verse 3, if you want to go there real quick. Psalms 49, 3. He says here, he says, My mouth shall speak of wisdom, and the meditation of my heart shall be of understanding. Say, so when I open my mouth, I want to bring forth wisdom. Say, because my words need to be of edification and encouragement and not discouragement. Say, this is why David, uh, in, in, in Psalms 19, he says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Say, I want my words to be accepted of God. Because, why? Because the scripture tells me that every word that I utter, I've got to give an account for it. <laughs> so every, if I've got to give an account for every word that I say when I stand before the judgment seat, I wonder how many along the list is going to be. <laughs> you know. But see, and this is why we have to choose our words carefully. Say, because we want the Spirit to lead to direct our lives. Say, yes, old things are passed away. So as we grow in this and as we grow, we learn to choose right words. As the psalmist says, my mouth is going to speak of wisdom. In other words, when I speak, I want to be able to help somebody to be able to do better or help them to get stay on the right track and on the right paths, the words of edifying, to build up, to strengthen the body of Christ is what I want to do. I don't want to be yelling. I don't want to be screaming. I don't want to be hollering. It's amazing to me how many people say they have the Holy Ghost and they just yell and scream and holler and curse and swear all the time. Yell at their kids. They holler at their kids. They kick the dog. They kick the cat. You know, where is the spirit in all this? God is love. See? So I have to learn how to listen in all of this. Proverbs 10.31. Proverbs 10.31. The mouth of the just bring forth wisdom, but the forward tongue shall be cut out. To be stopped. You can't talk without a tongue. Hello? <laughs> See? So this is what you want. A just. You know, we're just. We're just. We're justified by the Spirit of the Lord, right? We're right. Because God is right. He's a God of righteousness. And so again, you know, I should be bringing forth wisdom. Because as we studied last week, when I get knowledge, when I get understanding, remember Proverbs 2? It says, when wisdom in your heart and understanding is present, what will happen? Discretion will keep you, and understanding will guide you. 
Amen. It'll keep you. Say, if I can control my words, I can keep myself from a whole lot of trouble. Say, you know, most people get a blot <laughs> by their mouth. <laughs> you know, it, you know, some people are missing a few teeth. You know, because of running off of their mouth. Well, you can learn some stuff from that, right? <laughs> you know, if you want to keep your teeth, you know, you learn how to <laughs> to be quiet. Amen. Proverbs thirteen three. Proverbs thirteen three. He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life, but he that open wide his lips shall have destruction. How important is your life? See? Now, if you stop and think of what Proverbs 18.21 says, that death and life are in the power of the tongue. See? And as I said numerous times, that there is no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. See, I can kill myself with this little thing right here. James says it is the most ruliest member of our body. He says, I praise God with it and I cuss men with it. He says, my brethren, that ought not be. See? He says, you don't get sweet water and salt water out of the same fountain. See? So therefore, my, if I want to live, I got to learn how to keep this thing. I got to have self-control. Temperance must guide me. Temperance must control me. See, even my words of what I say and what I do. He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his soul, but he that open wide his lips shall have destruction. Amen. Proverbs 21, 24, 23. 21. Proverbs 21, 23. Whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue, keepeth his soul from trouble. Stay out of trouble of what you, you do. See, you've got to guard one and you've got to bridle the other. You know, James even tells us in James 3, you know, go to, go to James 3 real quick here. <clears throat> Go over way to the, almost to the back of the Bible, the book of James, just for the book of Hebrew, after the book of Hebrews, James chapter 3. Start with verse 2, for, and many things we offend all, if any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and what? Able to bridle the whole body. See, hold that right, right there, verse 2 a minute. Notice what James is telling us here. See, you have to be able to control. If any man offends not in word, he's a what? A perfect man. What are we doing? We're moving to what? Perfection. The Bible tells us to mark the perfect man. For the end of that man is peace. Say, and there's three guys I know off the top of my head that was perfect. Jesus, Job, and Daniel. Now the Bible lists those three as being perfect. So if I am to pattern after my Lord, then I need to be complete. That perfect means completion. So therefore... I want to be complete, and I want to be in control of me. Say, we're not that same old person that I used to be. We remember, we repent, what do we do? We, we kill the old guy, we get baptized, we're burying the old guy, and we come up to walk in newness of life. Say, and so now I must 
follow Christ, as Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. My life must be patterned after him. He had no deceit, neither was guile found in his mouth. Say, and so when we speak, we speak as the oracles of God. Say, and able, notice what James says, and he's able to bridle or control the whole body. See, you put bits in a horse's mouth or a mule's mouth to control them because they don't have any senses. That's why you look at old days, they rode horses in the battle. The Bible talks about they smelled the battle. And that's why when they, in the older times, they didn't care. The horses and things, they just would run straight. They could smell it, they say. They could smell the battle and they would just go head straight. They didn't care how many shots was being fired or how many glittering swords they saw. They just ran straight. So the, the rider had to have a way controlling him to stop him, to turn him, or else he'd get killed. See? And so the same concept is we've got to bridle ourselves. We've got to have control of ourselves so that we don't make the wrong turns or say the wrong things or do the wrong things. We've got to have total control of this life. And that comes from learning how to listen. See, if I don't have a heart for listening, I'll just keep going down the wrong road. You know, I'm sure some of you have probably told your kids how many times I have to tell you. You know, Listen to what I'm trying to tell you. You're trying to give them wisdom, but they're trying to figure out and do it their own way. Because, see, you've already gone through the schools of hard knocks, <laughs> and you know what works and don't work, but they have, they're trying to learn themselves. And so that's why a lot of times they don't listen. But, see, but us who are born again, those of us who are now mature, those of us that know, we should be on the right path. See? So James tells us, amen, and many things. Behold, we put bits in a horse's mouth, verse 3, that they may obey us, and we turn them about their whole bodies. Behold also the ships which though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. That little bitty piece of thing in the back of that great big ship turns that ship when that captain or navigator spins that wheel, there's a little chain and pulls it, and it turns that whole big boat. You know, big old aircraft carrier, it turns it. All this little thing back there in the back just turns it, you know. So think about this, how big it is. Notice what he says. Though it's so great and driven with great wind, yet that little small hymn turns it wherever he spins it. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasted of great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindereth. You know, they say most forest fires and things start with just a little smart. You know, I set the woods on fire once. I was messing around. I think I may have told you this story or not. But I did as a kid. I was I was walking along the road and I was popping matches, you know. I was just having fun, you know. I was just popping them, you know. Walking along the road and I was popping them like that. And most of them was going out in the, in the middle of the road and so they would go out. But all of a sudden I popped one and as a result the wind kind of blew it back. And it hit the shoulder of the road and it was some dry grass. And all of a sudden, that grass caught fire. And what is my instinct? That's what I did. I called myself, getting ready to put it out. I figured I could stomp it out. So when I did that, what did I do? I gave it more fuel 
I gave it more air, and some of it jumped. And that piece that jumped, it caught some more grass, and I was too far from it. And then all of a sudden, it was that real dry stuff. And all of a sudden, it went. <laughs> there was nothing I could but run to the house and call the fire department. But by the time the fire department got five miles to where we live, it was already in the woods. And they had to go way around to get in front of it to, you know, to stop. You know, lucky it was our property, <laughs> you know. But, it, I mean, it was, it, was, it was really, you know, just that quick. See, it, it, it'll do that. See, and so this, it's the same way. We, this is a small member, but it can set on course the fire. See, I say something, the next thing you know, boom, 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 boom. You know, and it just keeps spreading, 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 spreading. And usually, you know what? Damage, hurt, all those things transpire in that just by this little member. How many people are being, uh, being affected by it? So, so we have to learn how, <coughs> excuse me, how to control. The tongue is a fire, iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defiles the whole body and set on fire the courses of nature and is set on fire of hell. For every kind of beast, the bird and the serpents of the things on the sea is tamed and have been tamed by mankind. Think about all the snakes and all the, you know, whales and porpoises and everything. All of nature's creation, man has trained it and tamed it. That's why we got all these pets. <laughs> you know, you know, is 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 able to be trained. But notice what he says. But the tongue can no man tame. It is unruly, evil, full of deadly poison. See, the only person who can control it is God and you. See. You can hold a gun to my head and tell me, you better not say a word. If I want to talk, if I don't mind getting killed, <laughs> you know, I just keep running off at the bottom. You know? So think about it. See, so this is why I must have tempers. This is why I must have control of me. Because God gives me His Spirit to help me to control this thing so that I don't get in trouble. So that I can control and save my life. He wants me to use this for the edification. If you notice the scripture, God tells us to go and do what? Preach the gospel to every creature. So we want to use our tongues for the right reasons. Not the wrong reason. In the world that we live in, we want to build up. We want to strengthen the body. Everything that we do. Even in our homes, we want to edify one another. We want to lift up one another. Speak volumes of, of praise and adoration in our homes. Learn how to talk inside of the home. Amen. Learn how to speak words that's going to edify, build up, and encourage and strengthen each other. Not negative. The world is so full of negative things. And that should not be us. Remember, all things are passed away. All things become new. We can help people if we learn how to listen. I tell you a thousand times, you know, over and over, you go to see a counselor, the only thing they're going to do is sit there and listen. And they're going to charge you thousands and thousands of dollars for them just listening. I tell you, I'm in the wrong profession. <laughs> you know, you can help people if you listen. See? And as a result of that, some people just want somebody to listen to. You know, people are in men awards because people don't listen to them. So they lose hope. 
See? All of us that are born again should be springboards of listeners. Let people use you as a sounding board. And you have the wisdom of God to give them an answer from his word. To help them. Because why? My word will not return void, Jesus says. It will accomplish that I please it. Say, this is why, as we saw Sunday, thy word have I hid in my heart so that I will not sin against thee. We need to have the word of God. The book of Proverbs is over and over again is a book of wisdom for you and I. Amen. We got to watch ourselves. We got to guard ourselves. James goes on here. Amen. Verse 9, therewith bless we God, even the Father, and with, with the cursed men, which are made after the similitude of God, out of the same I perceive blessings and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to, to be. That a fountain send forth the same place, sweet water and bitter. Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries, either a vine figs? So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh. Who is a wise man and doer with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation or good behavior his works with meekness and wisdom. Learn how to walk humbly. Amen. We walk humbly before our God. Amen. And that way he will exalt us and do Time. We have to learn how to watch because death and life is in the power of our tongue. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 4.23 to keep your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. Amen. We've got to guard our minds. We've got to guard our hearts and our thoughts and the things that we say. We have to guard it. Amen. Matthew chapter 12, verse 36 and 37. As I said earlier, this is what Jesus says, that you have to give an account for every word. Every idle word. Wow. Wow. I want to make sure that what I say. The good part, you can adjust now, right? You know that. That's what it's all about. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 1. Proverbs chapter 8. Yep, Proverbs chapter 8. Get a little wisdom. Doth not wisdom cry and understand and put forth the voice? She standeth in the top of high places, by the way of the place of the paths. She crieth at the gates, at the entry of the city, at the coming in of the door. Unto you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of men. O ye simple, understand wisdom, and ye fools be ye of an understanding heart. Here, for I will speak of excellent things, and the opening of my lips shall be right things, for my mouth shall speak truth, and notice, wickedness is an abomination to my lips. So I should speak truth, and I should speak right things, because in him is no guile or deceit. Say, so here for I will speak of the excellent things, though my, my lips should be right things, for my mouth shall speak truth and wickedness, abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. There is nothing forward or perverse in them. They are all plain to him that have understanding and right to them that find knowledge. Receive my instructions and not silver and knowledge rather than choice, goal. Amen. So notice, we have got to get wisdom. And it comes through listening. Learn how to listen. 
learn how to disciple what is being said through knowledge and understanding so that you can make right choices and right decisions and not wrong choices and wrong decisions. Amen. For Isaiah 55, 3, Incline your ear and come unto me, hear and your soul shall live and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Listen, God says, to what I am saying to you. Amen. Notice in the book of Proverbs, to the seven churches, after you're reading about the message to the seven churches, at the end of every one of those passages, in the book of Proverbs, to the seven churches, at the end it says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. See? So we have to learn. He's given us two of these and one of these. That means we shall listen twice as much as we speak. Say, I want to hear what he is saying. Because if I don't hear, then I'm not going to get knowledge. And if I don't get knowledge, I won't get understanding. And if I don't get understanding, I won't get wisdom. We're void of understanding. If you read the seven churches in the book of Revelation, all seven of them from the second chapter to the third chapter, in the third chapter, all seven churches at the end, it says, he that hath the ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. See, if I don't hear what you're saying or what is being said to me, I'm not going to get knowledge. That's why most school teachers, you know, they say, listen. Listen to what I'm saying. You know, because they want to make sure if you hear, then usually it's pretty easy to get an understanding. If there's a kid that's not getting the understanding, usually the teacher will go back and repeat themselves again and again because they want them to hear what is being said. Because usually when you hear, you will get the understanding of where they're coming from. See? But if the teacher is trying to explain and talk, and you're over here trying to talk, and keep hollering, I don't understand, I don't understand. And they're trying to say, listen, listen, listen. I'm trying to show you, listen to what I'm saying. And finally, when the kid be quiet and listen to what the teacher is saying, they get an understanding. They get knowledge. And the next thing you know, they go, oh, okay, I see now. Now wisdom kicks in. And they understand how it applies. You know, I, you know, I, I didn't take algebra in, 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 in school. You know, I just took the general courses so I could get through and get out, you know. But one day I realized, I said, I need to learn how to do algebra. And I was in Korea visiting my kids, you know. And my grandson says, Papa, I can teach you algebra. I go, yeah, right. He said, yeah. He said, let me show you. Now, I would have been a fool to sit there and just keep talking and say, yeah, you can't show me anything. I know you. He says, I can show you, you know. He says, I can teach you. And he started giving me instructions, and he started talking to me. I sat and I listened to him. Explain it to me and show me. And then I said, okay, I think I got it. And so I started working it. And now I can do algebra. You know? So, but, you know, that's how it works. See, it's the same thing with this. This is life. Say. This is why when the minister is ministering, you, you, you got to listen. Because God's word is not going to return void. Say, I don't care the mannerisms or whatever, but it's the word of God is coming and you need to hear it. And then when you hear it, you get understanding, you get knowledge, and it's going to impart wisdom. Because you're going to see it again. Say, 
This is what God wants. So we need to learn how to listen. So every church, amen, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And God is saying to us, listen more than you speak. And you will gain wisdom. The fool, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkened to counsel is wise, Proverbs twelve fifteen. Amen. Matthew seven, twenty four through twenty five, Jesus here says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. Say, notice. He says, if you hear and you do it, it'll be like building your house on a rock. But if you hear and don't do it, It'd be like building your house on the sand. The wind is going to come. The storms of life is going to come. It's going to knock your house down. That's why I'm always amazed at people, you know, out east, you know, that keep building their houses on the beach. (laughs) You know, storm comes in, take their houses down, they go right back and build it again. It's sand, man. (laughs) That's no rock. It's sand. And it's going to wade away every time the storms come ashore. You would think they would get wisdom in that regard. But they keep doing the same old thing over and over and over. What's that old saying? Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice. No, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Don't make the same mistakes over and over. We must learn how to listen. Amen. When we're going through things in our lives, the best thing to do is cast all our cares on the Lord, for he careth for us, and just be quiet. And wait upon the Lord. And what? He will strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, upon the Lord. It's what we want to do. Amen. So, Job 33, finishing up here. Job 33, 31 through 33. He says, Mark well, O Job, hearken unto me, hold thy peace, and I will speak. If thou hast anything to say, answer me. Speak, for I desire to be to justify thee. If not, hearken unto me, hold thy peace, and I shall teach thee wisdom. Now this is the younger talking to the elders. When you read the book of Job, Elihu waits until the end, because Job's three friends are constantly after Job, and Job is now finds himself trying to justify himself. And Elihu now, at the end, he says, you know, I, I've learned that I need to respect my elders. You know, and so he begins to ask the question here. He says, if you don't have the answer, now I want you to listen and because I'm going to teach you wisdom. And that's why when you read the 32nd chapter all the way through the 37, before God steps in, Elihu is basically just talking about God. He's just bringing it that what you're saying is not God. You know, God don't operate that way. Say so. We in your spare time, maybe this week, read those those chapters and see how this young man bring wisdom about God. Why? Because God is a God of wisdom. Say, and when we listen to the Word of God. That's what we're doing is we're getting understanding and knowledge and it gives us the wisdom of God. That's why the Bible says Jesus Christ is the power of God and he's the wisdom of God. 
And so we want to have that understanding of God and the wisdom of God so that we make right choices and right decisions in our lives. And it starts with listening. Listening. Okay? Listen. 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 Amen. Listen well. Hear. For I shall speak of excellent things. And the opening of my mouth, the Lord says, shall be of right things. That's why when the word of God comes forth, he has your best interests at heart. I know the thoughts that I think towards you to give you an expected end. So when God speaks, the old saying used to be, E.F. Hutton better listen. You know, <laughs> because it's going to help you. Because when he opens his mouth, his wisdom, his knowledge, and his understanding. Amen? Praise God. So let's learn how to listen. Amen. Because we are born again. Amen. Praise God. For me, for me, for me, there's a mansion there for me in glory. Come and go with us. Amen. To that new Jerusalem. So, Veterans Park, amen. You don't know how to get there, just get on 14, 16, and go straight to West Salem. You'll be there. Down the bottom of the hill. Amen. And let's come, bring your lawn chairs, bring a side dish, some games, some fun. Come with the expectation of a great time. That's all I can say. And I'm ready to eat a lot of food, okay? I don't want no leftovers. <laughs> Amen. Invite your friends. Invite your guests. Do you know of anybody that just want to have a meal? Tell them to come and have a good time. Amen. I think there's some little yellow slips back there. Invite them and tell them to come. Amen. Praise God. Father, we exalt you. Again, Jesus, we thank you so much for your kindness and love towards us. We thank you for your people, God. We're asking that your hand of protection to be over them. I plead your blood. I plead a protective hedge of protection, a shield of faith, O oh God, and your protecting power over each one of them and their families and their loved ones. Continue to strengthen, O oh God. I pray for our city of La Crosse. I pray for our mayor, our first responders, our police officers, God. I pray for our educators. All those that are in leadership in this city, God, I pray for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to flow through them, O oh God, to the people, O oh Lord. Root out all wickedness and evil of our cities, O oh God. Let strength and power and cleanliness be in this house forever and evermore. We love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.